Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. I don't I don't remember which movie we watched that had O Fortuna in it, but when it started, I just immediately started going, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> I was like, fuck, yum, man. yum, My yum, brain is yum. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker and Alex, and we watched Jackass Forever and Memefall. This is uh, one of the best weeks in movie history for us. <laughs> two Correct. movies designed specifically <laughs> for us. Back-to-back days of two of the hardest laughs I've ever had in a theater. <laughs> one of the best weekends of my life. <laughs> oh, man. Uh this is the one of the loudest uh, Alamos that I've ever been in, and I've been in multiple movie parties. So, uh, <laughs> and the Jackass one was surprisingly sparse seating. Uh, yeah, there were like because, twenty yeah. people in that theater. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, the hey, goodness man, is that we still had a good time. So, yeah. Uh, well, before we get into these two masterpieces, uh, Parker, do we have any news? I mean, who amongst us doesn't get paid hundreds of million dollars to record a podcast? And they go, "Hey, man." Just before we sign this deal, you ever say anything racist? And you go, nah. And then a week later, they go, hang on. 70 times? You're like, actually, it's like 110. Uh, his, his cancer's come back 70 times, Parker. Is that yeah. <laughs> Make a wish is fucking busy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that it was initially 70, they're just like, yeah, we just removed 70 episodes for racial slurs. And then it just grew another 40 under the rug. It's <laughs> truly incredible. Oh, man. Well, now if you told me way, that I would be hearing about Joe Rogan this much, it, when I was like, if it, back when I was in college, if you told me I'd be hearing about Joe Rogan this much in 2022, I would be like, that old fat guy, I thought he'd be dead. <laughs> I can't believe the, the, the rebooted man show managed to last this long. <laughs> man, you want to talk about taking something funny and completely ruining it. <laughs> Joe Rogan, a man's man who just loved <laughs> beer and broads. And not just hyper fixating on something new every 20 minutes. <laughs> I mean, now that there's an open market for saying slurs on the internet, I feel like we can really put our foot down with this episode. Yeah, it's attraction. <laughs> I know who we're going to defend. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing about Joe Rogan is that, like, he's just asking questions and there's really nothing wrong with it. I mean, people like different perspectives on things. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, blink three times if your dad's in the room. 
It, he's gonna read about this. It's gonna be the first. Okay, stop. He's gonna be the first. Uh, this is gonna be the first podcast he ever listens to. Before my. <laughs> That's for the best. <laughs> Uh, Why does your well, Hickford keep making fun of me? I don't know. Thought <laughs> <laughs> we were on the same team. <laughs> exactly. Well, well. Wow. So much for Joseph Rogan. <laughs> uh, any other news in the world of film? I'm sure there is, but I, yeah, <laughs> I've got some news, buddy. Oh Let's no! What is my it? screenshots let me down? I don't remember. What I, I, I hope seen. this one isn't my jerk of the week, which I just discovered before we uh, started recording. So, uh, uh, you guys remember that Chinese war movie that I talked about a couple weeks ago? Oh yeah, that came out four months ago, and yeah. they did on the sequel tease. Yeah, sequel's already out, guys. How the f- All right. Oh, <laughs> let's fucking go. What's it called? <laughs> I don't remember, because I know it's not going to leak to the States for like yeah. two months. But uh, guy too. It was another two and a half hours of Shit, What was the first one called? I need to do some research. Battle at Lake Changjin. Yeah, we're going to be able to see that. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Battle at Lake Changjin 2. <laughs> <laughs> This time shown from the other perspective. It really is Battle Lake Changin 2. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the film has grossed 399 million worldwide. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine Congrats being rolling the highest grossing movie of 2022? The Battle of Lake Changin 2. <laughs> Good for them. We love Ooh, sequels on yeah. this show. Yes. Well, let's get into our jerks of the week. I will go first. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Uh, this is a tweet from a Twitter account called Film Updates. Disney Plus has ordered Jeremy Renner unscripted series Renovations. Renovations <laughs> is a four-part <laughs> series that embraces Renner's lifelong passion for giving back to communities around the world by reimagining unique purpose-built vehicles to meet a community's needs. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just imagining... Jeremy Renner designing a car to be put in the fucking uh, destruction derby on Bam's lawn. (laughs) (laughs) Who are your jerks Uh, of the week? That's a very good question. (laughs) (laughs) I came ill prepared. Uh, As is the case most weeks, my jerk of the week is myself. You know, one of the things that they don't tell you about being in a relationship is that somebody else is just constantly subjected to your bullshit. So, you know, sometimes your significant other is just sitting in the living room watching TV and you come out with like a deathly serious face being like, hey, I have to tell you something. And then you ask them which bird is the worst at hide and seek. You guys want to take a guess? Oh, no. This, this Parker. I feel like whatever answer. Yeah. Remember when it was really going to ruin my night. Peking duck. And my jerk of the week is Alex. (laughs) 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 Fucking. (laughs) How does she put this? I I have no idea. I mean, I have no room to talk. I just took her to see Moonfall, so. (laughs) 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 No leg to stand on here. So, babe, how you enjoyed America so far? <laughs> that one popped into my head. I'm like, well, somebody has to hear this, and you happen to be the closest person. So, <laughs> man, that fucking you can't sucks. tell a dad joke as a tweet. Like, how am I gonna? I, I've got to tell a person. Like, what do I do? You know? Well, <laughs> the world's best fortune cookie. 
<laughs> well, I'm not topping that, so on to the next thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, in that case, let's get into... Uh, I think we could just skip everything except for Jackass and Memefall. All right. Uh, so, Jackass Forever. Uh, an important thing to lead up to this is... Uh, just briefly hit on the previous movies. I, I'm not saying that you need to watch all three before you watch this one, but I do think it kind of helps. Uh, also because those are good movies. And it's uh, just kind of fun to watch them, especially to watch them progress from here. It's like, Josh said something to me after the movie. It's just like, you know, after Jackass 3, it really seemed like that was going to be the last one. And they sort of did like a thing at the end that made it seem like it was the last one. And then you get this one. And it's like, but you, it's not like you're saying, hey, what gives? But it is like kind of interesting they would just come out with a new one. It was like, I think, I think it makes sense, though. Specifically because it says forever and it's like the transition into a new era. And as such, we get new people. And uh, for the most part, I actually uh, like the new people quite a bit. Uh, Poopies is quite a bit of fun. He just goes by that name. I don't know if that's a jackass skit, him going by that name. Uh, Zach, yeah, yeah, Zach Holmes is there. Uh, he is the obese one. The new Just call him Stavros. One. Just call him yeah. Stavros. <laughs> More fuckable Stavros. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jasper, who is there, is like a palate cleanser. Rachel Wolfson, my uh, my wife. Uh, Eric Manaka, uh, and <laughs> Jasper's dad, Dark Shark, who is better than Jasper. Shark. I am a big fan of the Dark Shark. Good name. Uh, incredibly unhappy to be there in every segment he's featured in. Yeah, he's very clearly just being peer pressured into doing things he does not want to do. <laughs> I like him. Yeah, uh, he's, they're great. I, I don't know if we want to go uh, scene by scene, but let's see if we can name some of our favorite scenes without looking them up. How about that? Yes. So, uh, first one that comes to mind is the very opening of the movie with the <laughs> Pontiosaurus Rex. <laughs> right off the bat, you can tell just like... Like, it's weird to talk about Jackass to go beyond saying, this is the hardest I've ever laughed at a movie, which, by the way, is true. But here's something for it. This is where you can see the way that production works in comedy. Because you could just be like, oh, we colored his dick green, and, like, we made it, like, look like a monster the whole time. That's funny enough. But, like, the production goes an extra step because it looks like one of those kaiju movies, the way that it's filmed from that perspective. And then for them to cut to him just, like, kind of standing there like that, it's got, like, no music in the background. You can hear people walking around. And, you know, like, you can see the strings and everything moving everything. And then it cuts back to the, dun, 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 <laughs> you know, running away. That is timing, that is editing, that's all this effort going into this joke, and it was one of the best parts of the entire movie. Look, I'm not trying to have a, a Knives Out trailer moment here when I say this. Like, the, the the absolute first shot before anything starts moving around is, like, of, like, the, the small-scale, like, city, and immediately, within, like, two seconds of the title card coming up... I knew we were getting a dick Godzilla. Like, I just... There, there was no way it could be anything else when I saw that. I, I saw was so happy. I saw the miniatures I thought, oh, Dave England's gonna take a shit. That's what this always <laughs> right, means. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, the points for trying, because that, that would have been the next one if it was not a penis Godzilla. Which, by the way, <laughs> the, the first frame you see, you're like, oh, those are balls. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly a nutsack. I wonder who it's gonna be. Who else would it be? <laughs> There are a lot the of fact there's just movie. like there's like they clearly made an effort to mitigate the pubage, but there's like two pubes that you could just see painted over. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. 
<laughs> Look, sometimes you miss a spot. It's like whatever. So uh, yeah, that that was great. That that's one of the things about the Jackass movies is they always try to go for a strong opening, and I think this is maybe my second favorite opening of all the Jackass movies, right behind the Bull one. Uh, the Bull one had CGI. This one, this one is uh, you know practical it's all practical baby yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was good i like i like the dress up i like everything that was uh that was quite a bit of fun all right so uh the, the next one that comes immediately to mind for me i think the hardest that i laughed at the whole movie was the vulture scene with uh wee man <laughs> i have this never is... seen people interact with a vulture before it's yeah. the scariest fucking animal i've ever seen right. in my life yeah. holy I mean, shit yeah, dude. You know, it was funny because I had to hold back from saying in the theater, it looks like one of the fucking Skeksis. And the thing is, like, I think that was the point of the Skeksis, is that they look like vultures. But, like, that thing looks more like a Skeksis than Skeksis look like vultures. I was like, what the (laughs) fuck is that? Like, Dark Dark Shark's over here, they're like, (laughs) Like, movie or not, if you tie me down and that thing comes out of a cage... I'm pulling a Bam Margera. I'm putting threats on your family's life. <laughs> and by the way, I said this in Discord, but I fully uh, like think if he had cleaned up, gotten sober like they wanted, if they locked him in that room, shut the lights off, and put on a rattlesnake sound, he would have relapsed immediately. <laughs> that dude would yeah. not. He would never recover. Be- before we get to that scene, which is, by the way, an all-timer, the, uh, the Vulture scene, I think one of the reasons it works so well is Pontius really showing his value in this movie. Like, his intros <laughs> to segments, the way he talks, is so great. Especially the way he talks like this in the scene. <laughs> Feast on his cock. <laughs> <laughs> Pontius having the most charisma in the group has always stri- struck me as weird, but man's got it. Yeah, it was, as the beast emerges, the the monster rises. <laughs> it's all me, dude. <laughs> Just strapped down with a full erection. <laughs> Place that teeny tiny piece of meat on the tip of his dick. <laughs> Dude, rock, you guys. <laughs> Respect the bird. Okay, so yeah, we gotta talk about the blackout scene, because the blackout scene is... I mean, it's it's so, like, oh yeah, they're gonna be in a room with, like, a deadly rattlesnake. Okay, sure, whatever. That's, that's you know, the spectacle of it. For them to black it out, to switch it out, and then it's, like, extra jokes, you know? It's, like, this is what makes it, like, jackass versus, like, ridiculousness or whatever other imitators there have been on YouTube or Instagram or whatever... To have the room full of pots and pans is... <laughs> that reveal is... That is my Avengers moment. That is the portal thing. It's Aaron escaping everybody. Aaron was so just fucking funny, dude. Face first into that pan. And then the reveal later, as it zooms out further, you see how many pans are in here. <laughs> I think I think like that scene is absolutely like eleven out of ten as it is. But it what takes it to a twelve out of ten is being able to watch like the the brain logic of the fat guy when he escapes and finds all the mouse traps. Where he like puts his hands down, gets the mouse trap, and like eventually goes, Well surely they'd never put more mouse traps behind this spot. This is yeah. safe. And just lays on it and gets like forty of them on. He has to grab say he's like, ah, oh, this room is booby trapped. What if I destroyed the room? Then the bit's over. <laughs> <laughs> he just destroys the table with his girth. I like Dave England saying that he was just going to start a new life in that room. <laughs> <laughs> the shot of Aaron under the cupboard holding up a cushion to protect him from the snake. <laughs> He, did he have, like, a fucking broom? He was just seven people. They were able to get it away from him. <laughs> <laughs> just taste him. Just take the 
I, I like that one of the things that like was basically unused is like a blinkety missing sort of thing. It's that in the background, Pontius is doing the uh, the Silence of the Lambs thing. <laughs> Pontius is always giving it his all. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> like vision goggles, man. I like how it's very clear this movie was just filmed over a long period of time because in half the skits, Johnny has dyed his hair and the other ones he clearly did not bother. Yep. Yeah. So it took like a year and a half, it seems like, of like... Oh, uh, is this funny? Can we meet up again? No? Yeah. Alright. No, so, like, what actually happened with that is all the dyed hair scenes were, like, the pre-COVID ones and the post-COVID ones. He just stopped dyeing it. Like, he's actually, like, done interviews yeah. on that. So you can, like, actually yeah. put a timetable together based on that. It's kind of neat. Yeah. I know they film stuff because uh, our good friend Bam makes an appearance uncredited in the marching band one later. <laughs> I think he contractually had to be included in one of them. So he's there. His big old fucking bloated waterhead is in that one of those helmets, but no one says his name. That's for well, sure. Well, I hope he got paid for this. Uh, well, uh, here's another well, one that uh, really stood out in our theater. I don't know about you, but uh, <laughs> it is labeled the Dum Dum Games. <laughs> <laughs> so, before you can even answer a question, Aaron is in the dick. We need to put some respect on Danger Aaron's name after all yeah, these years. Danger the Aaron, this man took for this film. Yeah. Oh my god. A, so they were doing a they were doing a thing for this movie. They were asking who complains the most on the Jackass set, and they said it was almost unanimous that it was Aaron. And Aaron said, "Yeah, probably me." But did you see what I have to go through? Yeah. <laughs> my God. The, I mean, we'll get to the cup test, but Christ Almighty. Yeah, he. I mean, the bear thing. I, I mean, I would have. I would have turned into Bam. I, I would have turned into Bam by now. <laughs> Looks like he's about to cry, and for good reason. That thing was about to bite his hand. He goes like, 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 I need to go in there shot. now. I, I, he's like, I need to go. I need to go get him. He he looks like he looks like he just he looks like fucking Team Rocket after they met Pikachu, and he just electrocutes them. It's because it's so it's fucking good that like he's finally like stealing his nerves and calming himself down, and then they shock him again. <laughs> I love that it's very clear that the whole thing was set up to get him to admit that he faked being allergic to bees. But it becomes clear, like, oh no, I guess he was telling the truth. Oh well, send the bear in, fuck him. <laughs> so, for the Dum Dum Games, we were introduced uh, really in full to our good friend Poopies. And uh, turns out this guy is incredibly fucking stupid. <laughs> like his first his first question is if Mike has two plates of twelve cookies each and Rachel has six plates of four cookies each, which one has more cookies? And he 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 gets it wrong. Look, I Look. will say it in his defense. If that machine was in front of me and you asked me to name the primary colors, I might choke. That's a lot of pressure <laughs> to put on a man. I actually, oh my god, because he I saw actually, it. <laughs> yeah. I completely respect the the thought process of I have to say the first thing that comes into my head. I can't think about this or they're gonna hit me. So uh, fair, I guess. He just saw the damage that thing can cause right next to him. That man is not gonna do any multiplication, and I understand because I was Aaron sitting there was watching and starting to sweat of like, can you fucking imagine? You know the greatest part about all of it is it's just a sandal on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was uh, that, that was a really good one. Um, what else? Here? Oh, we got to talk about Stevo here uh, with the bees because I've seen Johnny Knoxville in the bikini before, and he was fine. He didn't, you know, they didn't sing him or anything. 
But Steve-O decides that he has to be Steve-O and take it directly on the dick. It turns out the bees are kind of pissed off at him. I did appreciate uh, Knoxville telling him, run away, it's the only way they won't sting you. <laughs> because Steve-O knows. Because when he was playing uh, the beehive tetherball with Dave England in one of them, oh, yeah. Dave, Dave was running around like a madman getting stung more and more. Meanwhile, Steve stayed calm and said, Dave's an idiot. If you just stand still, they won't sting you. <laughs> like, it's not like as visually funny as the other ones. It's more impressive, like... Damn, this actually worked. <laughs> I mean, that must suck ass, but that's really impressive that this worked out. Yeah, see, that's one of the other things about Jackass. I think that one of the reasons that people go to see it's not just because that's funny. Like, obviously, that's the main reason, but also there's an element of spectacle. It's like I'm never going to see this again. You know, no one's ever going to recreate this. Yeah. Kind of things. I'm kind of curious, like, what would happen if I do this? Oh, I kind of wish to try. I wish people would start trying to rip off Jackass. That'd be incredible. Yeah, yeah. it's like so, the uh, fart underwater thing. Like, I mean, not the funniest one in the movie by far, but it's like. Well, I've never seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm genuinely impressed that this happened. Oh, you know, speaking of the, the Fart Under War thing, I think one of the things that this movie does better than perhaps almost any movie I've seen in a while is uh, it uses slow-mo really well. It's like, there's a reason that this is very easily the longest jackass at, like, over 100 minutes. But, like, I didn't complain at any of the slow motion. In fact, it kind of helped for some of these, so uh, it was kind of gratified. And it really helped in that scene in particular, because I... I didn't necessarily say, like, blink and miss it, but it's like, wait, show that again? I want to see what happened there. The slow motion replays of most of the stunts, really, they always garnered a reaction out of our audience. Yeah, I needed uh, one for the, uh... For the cup test. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I, needed one, I needed one for the cup test. We, we might as well get to the cup test now. I needed it specifically for the uh, the pogo stick one because I thought oh Dave God. I thought Dave missed and Aaron was playing it up like oh that hurt so much this way I can get out of it sort of thing turns out no he didn't miss he uh, yeah just the missed the shaft pinch. and get everything else oh yeah. I could not believe there were. Four stages to this. <laughs> so this is the interesting thing: is like Jackass basically began in 2002 when uh, Knoxville was doing the cup test, and he was going to recreate it because it's Knoxville, right? But he couldn't do it because his doctor, uh, I think he had a hernia or something like that, and the doctor said, "No way, you can't do any of that." So next on the list is Aaron. <laughs> and just to start off with, like, yeah, I told him we were getting him a lightweight, <laughs> and Francis Ningaro comes out and is like, "That's not a fucking lightweight." <laughs> That is one of the scariest fighters alive right now. Yeah. I was dying when he turned that corner, knowing he was about to make a mess of his dick and balls. <laughs> the first time he gets punched in the dick and balls, which, by the way, is like, that should be a screenshot of him going like, ah, like that is, is his arm is bad like that. That's the poster, okay? That's that's going on my on my room and on a wall as big as this, dude. Uh, and when he gets punched, like... Parker, you said it. His soul leaves his body. It's <laughs> he, he falls backwards. His hands go straight out, and he has a look on his face like he just got shot, and he's in shock and hasn't registered the pain yet. It really does I, look like one of those war movies. It's just like he was ready to go home and see his wife and family, and just like you could hear the the chorus in the background. <laughs> in that I, moment, he is Tom Hanks shooting at that tank. <laughs> I have never seen a shot in my life where I wanted somebody to do the Muhammad Ali pose more. <laughs> Could you imagine? He looks like he got fucking exercised. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's like, damn, it's... that's fucked up they did it to him. And then it's like, alright, on to the next one. <laughs> See, that was, I knew there was a next one because in the trailer, the, there's a softball pitcher. 
And by the way, dude, you just got to take it. Don't lean into it. <laughs> Stop moving. Yeah. I got to admit, no, the, the, the picture they got, she seemed really nice. She, was, and she almost looked like she was going to say sorry after one of them. Uh, even though it was so entirely his fault. She hit she, with yeah, she was, yeah, she was just like, ooh, rap. The fact that she turns the camera fist bump goes, fuck yeah. I was like, yeah, right. that was, again, <laughs> that's one. production. That's like knowing where the cameras need to be and what you need to do. You know, that's what elevates this above like a regular movie. Uh, what was the, what was the third part of the uh, fucking PK? Subban. Oh right, PK. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Christ, dude, dude I did not terror. know Subin had that kind of personality, man. That was like he's immediately like Josh said, he's immediately like my second favorite hockey player, maybe number one for me right now. This emotional terrorism is almost worse than the bear. The yeah. fact that he just slaps shots him right in the face and goes, "All right, next one's coming for your dick." <laughs> the running start he gets on that puck, Jesus Christ! And then he then he screams, "Fuck you, Aaron!" <laughs> oh, and they show in the credits the giant dent it leaves in the metallic cup. Yeah. Oh my fucking god! And then like you you see all that and you're like, what could be worse than that? Because like a slap shot, that's like. Isn't that like like a hundred miles or something now, or like a hundred miles an hour? I think uh, oh, yeah. Zidane Chara did that or something like that. But like he he's not as accurate as Subin, so like that's that's incredible. What could be worse? Uh, then I thought about it. It's it's the physics thing, you know, the old thing about like, would you rather have your hand be stepped on by a three hundred pound man wearing a boot or a one hundred pound woman wearing the point of her high heels? And he picked the three hundred pound guy. Uh, so for this one, they instead do the short shark pain with Dave England bouncing on a pogo stick onto his dick and balls. Oh and he God. misses the shaft and just gets the balls. God. I <laughs> so good. was breathing so hard. <laughs> it made me so upset. <laughs> well, it was funny because like the reason I was nervous in this scene was not that he was about to get a pogo stick to the balls. It's... Oh fuck! It's Dave England. He's gonna miss. Yeah, he's that's gonna what miss. I he's like, <laughs> and or he's just himself. gonna pierce his stomach. <laughs> uh, there is no one on the planet I want to do that to me less than Dave England. <laughs> it's gonna take him eighteen attempts, and your fucking balls are gonna look like shredded cheese at the end. <laughs> so, like, I was thinking about Dave England, and and there was gonna be a scene where immediately, like, as soon as I started, uh, like, gonna start, I was like, oh. This is where I'm not going to laugh. And I, like, stopped laughing. And then I laughed anyway. Is the one where he goes to a garage sale or a yard sale and it poops in the toilet. <laughs> and then it explodes. Because I thought it was going to be another, oh, guess what? Dave England shit again. But no, no, there's a secondary joke. And the secondary joke is what saves it. <laughs> I felt like a, some guy watching a Marvel movie being like, oh, it's that guy. Because as soon as he walked in when, wearing that yellow sweater, I was like... He's going to take a shit on something. Yep. <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> it was like a fun little callback. We like callbacks. We should also talk about musical chair bags. <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat, showing Rachel Wolfson's potential here, because I saw one of the behind-the-scenes things, and people were talking about how she's arguably the toughest member of the cast, which, uh, debatable. I, I think I still have to give it to Knoxville at this point. I haven't point. seen anybody punch her in the balls. Yeah, you know, same thing with the, uh, Aaron's got to be up there, too. That being said, I think her real value is that she's an actual comedian. Like, she actually has, you know, comedic timing. Whereas Poopy's main attribute is uh, his sub-30 IQ. Uh, I was say, you, can, you can say it, Chris. It's appropriate yeah. here. Yeah, I was, I was considering it. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, 
for her to just for the musical chair bags is like, what do you think, Rachel? Wee man is going airborne. <laughs> <laughs> any any skit where you can get Wee Man upside down, that's all I'm looking for. <laughs> what sets this movie apart from somebody is that you just say the name of the sketch and everyone starts laughing. <laughs> yeah, I, th- that is exactly how I feel about the triple wedgie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, apparently like, Wee Man thought this was like the most painful jackass. I'm like, oh, that's why. Also the vulture. <laughs> As you watch the triple wedgie unfold and you see all the moving parts and you understand that this is absolutely going to result in three wedgies. It's so good. <laughs> just have like three dudes suspended in the air by their underwear just all screaming about how much it hurts. It's so fucking Dude, they fun. got fucking Deep within him. <laughs> Dude, he got, he got like 15 feet in the air. <laughs> yeah. It made me so happy with the show in the credits that the originator, one Rab himself of from Bam's game, was filming that whole segment. <laughs> yeah, I, I had my chance before you guys go ahead. You know, I'm glad that he got something, you know. I'm glad he got a little work as a cinematographer. I bet he got uh, well compensated for that. And if he didn't, Okay. Uh, next up, we should talk about the Quiet Game, which is another one where I like the dress up here, and not just because uh, Rachel Wilson's very cute, but like Poopies for his being as stupid as he is, for him to go, that was really good, you know. Uh, first of all, is like obviously licking the taser was good, but I, I really knew that like there was no way she was going to make a noise there. For Poopies to take the snake on the face, hey, congrats to her. What I want to talk about this scene is Stevo, and before we get to the skateboard <laughs> yes. guillotine. Steve-O, actual graduate of Clown College, uh, and he knows how to work with the makeup. He was, His faces in the makeup were so funny. Like, him telling him to raise the skateboard higher like that, he just knows how to make a funny face with that makeup, and it was like, that's actually kind of impressive. Uh, and then, just, just seeing the way that it, because it's like the simplest idea in the world, the skateboard guillotine. And yet, like, I don't think I would have been able to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I don't think there's any way I would have... <laughs> no way in hell I would have done that one. Like, give me the bees it. on the dick before you give me that. Like, no <laughs> fucking chance. When they drop it for the first time, my crowd audibly gasped, myself included. <laughs> the sound that thing fucking made. I, know, I gotta get that on the God. soundboard. Just the sound that it made. <laughs> He just kept going higher, higher, thunk, and everyone just went, no! (laughs) Just, dude, as soon as it fucking hits, you just hear him go. For real, though. I forgot we're supposed to be quiet. (laughs) What is a good payoff, dude? Just go, ah, and then look over like, oh. Oh, he loses. I've been bamboozled. He just straight up forgot. Also, yeah, okay, so we should get to the Bad Grandpa one, which in the past I never liked. It just didn't do anything for me. I can understand the appeal for some people, but it just wasn't for me. This one works so well specifically because, A, Zach is that fucking huge, and B, he really goes flying through, like, multiple ceilings. (laughs) The replay of that one. Yeah. Of him flying like Dave Chappelle shitting in slow motion. With just an audio over and going, he always does this as he goes <laughs> launching into the ceiling, disappearing into the tiles. Also, kicking Zach in the dick was really good, so welcome to Jackass. Uh, I also like that they call him Zackass now. Uh, 
<laughs> the, the description on Wikipedia is crazy. Zach attempts to glide down a hill while others sing about how crazy he is. He gets a... <laughs> this is incorrect, Wikipedia. This is fake news. He gets a little bit of hang time before tumbling and landing onto a bed of cacti. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing the cacti were coming was so good. <laughs> like, what's the bit he's going to Oh, I see. Yeah, he takes a lot of those, man. <laughs> All right. I like he stands up like shirtless and turns around. And you just see like... There's like 40 paintball marks on his back. And you just, you know something terrible's coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. So, I want to talk about our good friend Dark Shark. Uh, in the spider helmet. The spider helmet is so good. I think this is unfair. Unfair to Danger Aaron, who clearly won that segment with his superior breath. <laughs> I mean, they weren't going to tell Dark Shark. Yeah, he, yeah, he was going to kill everyone in there. First of all, that 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 spider being in his helmet, Dark Shark, basically going comatose, just <laughs> just not he not moving at all. A death grip on two people and was frozen in terror. Okay, so Aaron lost. He has to take a bite from the spider. What? <laughs> and uh, Aaron's just like, come on, just do the arm. No, I'm thinking nipple. He's like, oh, fuck, I'm doing nipple. I love like, it because he's like, no, I'm not doing the nipple as he starts undoing his yeah. jumpsuit because he knows, like, it's going to be on my fucking it's, nipple. It's, it's great. It's great because, like, you hear Aaron say, just, just don't show me the fangs. Don't show me the fangs. Show him the fangs. Make sure Aaron sees the fangs. <laughs> Man, the slow motion replay of the fangs did not appreciate yeah. that one bit. I'm not a fan of spiders. I kept hearing that, like, fucking tarantulas, like, their bites weren't that bad. This one looked like it had fangs. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely Turns not. out uh, that was a misnomer. Those things can fucking bite. Boy, does he take that one like a champ. Uh... Ugh. Aaron's truly goaded this whole fucking movie. It's, yes. <laughs> it's so cool that we've gone through, like, 20 skits and like there's so many more that i'm thinking about so one like of josh's ramp the human ramp was really good especially <laughs> just strong opening especially just no i mean it, so the penisaurus was the uh opening technically you know no. also this you know is I mean. this this yeah. is a fine enough opening because this is a good way to introduce you to like new people because like you see zach on that fucking bike going over the ramp and landing <laughs> <laughs> that was uh that was certain something for me but uh like as 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 somebody who uh did not manage to uh rewatch the three previous ones before this but did watch the fucking golf cart mayhem clip like four hours before <laughs> I watched this movie that, that like put me right back in there i'm like yep it's all still there yeah exactly like the the basic necessities of this movie are there uh one of josh's favorite segments was the uh the aborted segment with dirty dancing so, <laughs> which already, by the way, great idea. Actually, great idea for a bit. Just the idea of Preston Lacey jumping up like this and just falling on uh, Wee Man. That's great. That's funny. I'd love to watch it. But unfortunately, Preston Lacey completely shits himself. <laughs> <laughs> the fact you say it, he hugs him and he goes, I shit my fucking pants. I shit my fucking pants. I fucking shit my fucking shit my pants. And this leads to one of the best background characters in movie history. Is that cameraman who keeps running away and puking? Lance Bangs has had a hard life. That's his name, Lance Bangs. Holy shit, Lance Bangs is my favorite character in the movie. Can we give him an Oscar for best cameo? He goes, I shit my pants, John. And she goes, why'd you do that? <laughs> so matter of fact. That's what my dad would say. Yeah. Oh, man. 
That was really, really good. Uh, we should also talk about the marching band, because I did not know they would get their asses kicked that hard. Oh my god, I thought they were going to fucking die on those replays. That was insane. Because they seriously looked like they got really beat up, especially, uh, it was Steve-O ended up having to get stretchered out of there. That's what led to the, uh, the, the tooth thing, which uh, Schrodinger's tooth comes back. Oh, oh yes it god. does. Can we talk about uh, some of the great non-sequitur ones, which of course is Steve-O leaving the trailer and immediately eating a soccer ball. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes simple is better, man. Sometimes that one just works. They show the fucking the, thing, the equipment and then pan over just to show it aiming perfectly at that door. And before anything happens, you just start laughing. You know exactly what's coming. Especially because Knoxville's just sitting there like, like, he's a fucking joker. So, also, like, some of the Jasper ones are basically, like, interstitials. I think he's the one who rides into the fake wall like he's Wiley e. Coyote. And he's the one who gets hit by the fist. <laughs> the him or Eric Monaco, I don't know. The giant know. running fist. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's the Halloween costume of the year, alright? The running fist. Absolutely. I was gonna say, like, I, I yeah. need to find out where to buy that. And uh, I also want to talk about um, my girl, my future wife. When she does the scorpion Botox, like, right off the bat, you can see, like, she might be the new Knoxville. She might be the new leader of the group, just because she's so much funnier than everyone else. And she's also extremely committed to the bit, like, making that face for the scorpion. <laughs> also, I love, like, Pontius also really makes this one, because it falls on her breast, and she's like, ah, get it off, get it off, get it off, get it off, and he's like, uh, I need your permission to do that. I'm giving you permission. I am consenting. I am consenting. <laughs> And she's just like, I, I don't know, I don't know if I can do this. And Fonny's like, you can trust me, I'm a doctor. <laughs> While Eric Andre just stands there in a white coat. <laughs> he does have a great button on the end of that scene. She's like, oh my god, my lips hurt so bad. But she looks great. <laughs> the fact that they fucking get Tyler, the creator, to come play piano for the electric tap. <laughs> Dude, the, the best part of that is A... So the kid to play piano, he's just playing the entertainer the entire time. <laughs> I Boy, Tyler the Creator is fucking fantastic on that one. He is, he is someone who I never particularly cared for and completely did a 180 on right? this movie. Yeah, like, no, exactly. Cool. Never mind. I'm, I'm downloading totally his stuff, I'm getting into horrorcore, it's great. Uh, he, <laughs> the, the fact Fine. he makes fucking Jeff Tremaine sit on it. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Jeff! <laughs> I love the look of horror on Jeff's face. Like, we did that to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> that hurts so bad. <laughs> Jeff gets it the multiple times. Fucking Knoxville chasing after him with the fucking taser, <laughs> and he had one on him the we'll... entire time. <laughs> the interstitials in these movies are like what stay with you longest because you remember the big sketches. Like I'll remember the cup test forever, but oh, yeah. I guarantee you two weeks from now. I'm just going to be like at work, not thinking. I'm just going to remember that porta potty exploding. And I'm going to stop what I'm doing to start laughing. Because you see, you're like, oh, I wonder what they've come up with now. And it just fucking explodes. That's the entire bit. Like, that's the one where Tremaine's talking about it. He's just like, well, if these new guys are ready to take a shit around us, then they're less intelligent than I expected. It's just Steve O. Steve is the trusting one. Steve O just tries to take a shit. And the whole <laughs> oh man, that one's good. Uh, we should also talk about the bull. 
I think there's a lot to talk about here with a bull because in the past Knoxville said you always get footage with a bull. And I had heard about this one that Knoxville took a tremendous amount of punishment on this movie and also that it came mostly from one stunt. And turns out it was this one. He really got severely injured on this and uh, this will be his last uh, Jackass movie as a performer. He said it and I, I believe him for this one. Uh, especially because, like, you know, the whole concussions before you're 50 thing. Uh, <laughs> that bull got all of him. And the fact that as he's lying there and people are wondering if he's dead. Like, I, like Preston Lacey looks like he just saw his friend pass. Meanwhile, Jeff Tremaine's just like, yeah, see, this is you. And the bull hits you and you went like this. <laughs> like, Pontius is, like, awkwardly trying to, like, break the tension with the joke. And he he's like, ha, ha. And everyone's just staring at horror like, is he fucking breathing? Is he okay? <laughs> It is, my God. Yeah, for a what is not even that good of a bit. I will say, here's honest. what saves it: is like remember when he got knocked out by Butterbean and came up with one of the world's all-time greatest ad libs? Does one for this one too? I guess that bull didn't like magic tricks, and that was yeah, more. Of, that was that bigger bull than didn't like magic. Yeah, so that good. was better than any athlete giving the thumbs up after being paralyzed. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the. Uh, <laughs> It's so easy to forget, like, the stupid shit with, like, him pouring the milk in the hat. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, when like, he oh, said... Yeah, when, there was actually something here that didn't work. Yeah, when he came out of the hospital, it's just like, oh, see, when I poured the milk in the hat, there was supposed to be, like, no milk would come out of the hat. I thought they were going to fade to black and have the bull part two. I really thought he was going to do that. Because he's done that before. Apparently, the behind the scenes on the Toro Totter, the part they don't tell you. It's like, remember how, like, visually, like, grisly it was where his leg is pinned against the thing with a bull? He went back for that. He actually, he jumped off and he said, I don't know if we got the shot. And Jeff's like, no, we're good, we're good, we're good. He's like, no. And he, he ran back to the Toro Totter to get a better shot of the bull mauling him. I genuinely thought he was going to do that, and that would be like a little thing to show uh, the new members of the group, like, "Hey, you will never be as gnarly as me," uh, which that might sets be up a good combo thing. for after the movie of like, he shouldn't do these anymore. Most of these right, guys shouldn't yeah. do stunts anymore, but you can't really pass it on to a new generation because like, eighty percent of what makes this work is like their friendship and camaraderie with each other. Yeah. It could be the same with the new group. It, I like all the people they added, but it's it ain't the same. I, I know it's I know it's not the same, but. I think it's kind of like an evolution sort of thing. It's like we're getting into the next phase and this is how it's going to be. And if I know if they stay around each other, it could work. I'm trying to give them faith here. Uh, mostly because, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm talking myself into uh, Rachel Wolfson as the new Knoxville. I'm, she's going to be the new captain her. of the team. Yeah, just because I like her. Whatever. But, like, I also yeah, think that she's funny. Well, if Knoxville's not doing stunts, but he's just behind the scenes that drawing could work. Looney that could work for them to do. Yeah, he could I'm coordinate. It. Yeah, he he I was just don't want to see these. these people die. Oh, so if they're just back yeah. there. If they're just standing off screen, like, hey, guess what you're gonna do? Yeah. So get on this bike. Yeah. By the way, here's an important thing to talk about. This is another one of the behind the scenes thing. And this, I know, Alex, you're trying to avoid this stuff because you want to avoid spoilers, and that's I respect it. But sometimes you learn stuff about it that, honestly, kind of alarming for some of this one. Turns out, poopies is like really stupid and like way too into like i'll do any stunt sort of thing which i get it like you're the new guy in the group and you have steve-o and pontius and knoxville you can't turn something down right but here's the thing yes you can and in the past people have turned down stunts they're just like i'm just not going to do this and it happens a lot and it's important to know like where your limit is 
because Jeff Germain was just like kind of testing them to see what they would do. He's like, okay, for the next kit, you're going to jump off this 150 foot ledge onto solid ground. Let's go. And and Poopy was just like, oh, really? Uh, okay. And they had to be like, no, you'll fucking die. How? I, why would you say yes to that? Anything for the footage. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like you need to have like. At some point, someone has to be like, no, you, you would die, you know? And I know that they have, like, a safety team, a very sparsely populated one. Uh, but, like, I don't know. I, I guess what I'm saying is you need someone smarter than Poopies to run the whole thing. And that would be Rachel Wolfson. Uh, also, in the future, Rachel Field. She's not going to return your yes, calls. She yes, she will. Yes, she will. She'll listen to me. Uh, what else uh, after this? Well, I might as well, might as well get to it. The bear. I mean, this is... When I say that this is the best jackass movie that I've ever seen, the bear stunt really takes it above and beyond, because this is another one of those spectacle things where I will never see anything like this again. Because you can't sit, you can't sit here and say somebody responsible needs to be making the decisions about what stunts they can and can't do, and then talk about the bear eating salmon on Danger Aaron's nuts. What went wrong? You can't what have it both ways. Tied they down had a and guy. They had a guy. <laughs> Nothing even went wrong. They had a guy. Nothing even happened. He's fine. So, uh, can you imagine though, if we were seeing this whole movie and they were like blurring out a mangled hand from Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, gnarly hook, Aaron. Where'd that come from? Uh, just Aaron's face the entire time. Especially, again, like, after the scene, where they're, like, letting him out of the harness, and he's looking at them like... <laughs> that Man, was a somebody, Is it over? Somebody, if somebody on the Jackass team ended up with a hook hand, they would absolutely make them do hook hand zip lining. Oh, yeah. And yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I... Need to see it. Yeah. Uh, the other one that, that really made it work is like when the bear just starts eating the same, it's like, ah, ah, he's friendly. He's friendly. No, no, there's nothing in there. No, there's nothing in there. Guys, guys, guys. <laughs> he's going to eat my dick. He's going to eat my dick. He's going to eat my dick. <laughs> this brought back uh, something in the spirit of the old movies. Like by the time the third one came around, you would just see them like behind the scenes and someone would walk up behind them and they would instantly turn around and like yeah. put their hands up to defend themselves. <laughs> But it's been like a decade, like, they haven't been doing this shit, so everyone's guard is kind of down, and you really get that PTSD kicking back in where they go to on time, like, is it over? Is it over? Like, is, it over? is it actually over? Is it actually over? Because he's looking for another pot or pan. Yeah. <laughs> you walk out of the bear, walk right into a fucking cast iron pan. <laughs> Too mean. That crosses a line. <laughs> that, that, I mean, someone would pick up a gun. All right, so we should also talk about. I don't. For some reason, I don't think this is actually listed on the uh, Jackass Forever uh, list here. They did talk about the uh, Sawzall nut punch for uh, Preston Lacey. <laughs> I think that's Max's favorite skit. And uh, by the way, that was a good one. Because. <laughs> I didn't know what it was going to be. Because <laughs> they, yeah, they show like, the gym, they show the ring. I was just like, oh, is it going to be like where Dunn got his ass kicked by a female uh, kickboxer? And they like bring in, like uh, I don't know, Cyborg or something to like punch Wee Man? No, Preston Lacey is the star of this fun skit. <laughs> the transition from the slowdown footage to real time, what it looks like from a distance. It's just... <laughs> Funniest jump cuts I've ever seen. Uh, I really like Aaron wiping his hand so on his face. Fast. It's going so fast. <laughs> Can you imagine being in that crew and going through the sunset where it's like, oh, the footage wasn't good enough. We need to do it again. 
Charlie's life are like, Jeff said, go again. Shout out for a real one, just reaching up there to pull his nutsack down to get the better shot. And also wiping your hands on the other guy's face, which is good. <laughs> you gotta do it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I guess we can close the way the movie closes with uh, the Vomitron. Now, all the Jackass movies usually have strong endings, and uh, the Vomitron, maybe the weakest, I guess, technically. Absolutely. But, I didn't like it that much. But it still worked for me specifically because of the Wii tank. The, the wee tank when is really the, the wee tank comes out. I was just like, "All right, that that saved it for me. That that was really what I was looking for there." Uh, big shout out to Eric Andre ordering coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Those will always crack me up. <laughs> I like I, I like I like getting all the other people. You know, here's the weirdest thing: very easily the blackest jackass movie. Oh, Representation matters. I will say, uh, so we snuck some margaritas in, as one does, and uh, around an hour, someone is like, I know it's almost over, I really gotta pee, I'm just waiting for my moment, and Giant Knoxville walks over a jug and goes, this is pig cum, and I just fucking <laughs> bolted for the door. <laughs> oh, I chose my spot. Yeah, you and did. I mean, just in time for them to carry dump pig cum on them. <laughs> oh, man, so did you, did you or did you not see Chris Pontius drink some of it and declare it better than horse semen? I heard him declare it. As soon as I saw the cum, I was like, "Well, someone's clearly drinking that. I gotta pee. I, this is this is my moment." I have never seen if Jeff realized... Tremaine laugh harder like a kid in a candy store when he realized some of it got in Dave Inglis' mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fucking JFK back into the left yeah. of that one little bloop. <laughs> also, England declared himself, "I'm a vegetarian." <laughs> Pig's probably alive if it helps. He's just feeling really, really good right now. <laughs> Why is that pig so tired? <laughs> oh man! Uh, so, like, here's a reason that I consider this movie better than the other Jackasses. I think I laughed more consistently during this one than the other ones. That being said, it's not the perfect Jackass movie because the perfect Jackass movie doesn't exist. If you're going to make the perfect Jackass movie, you need. Uh, bam crime because of the snake. You need the golf course air horn. You need the high five. You need all these things to make the perfect jackass movie. So what I'm saying is, at some point, I do need to get into like Sony Vegas or whatever and create the the perfect jackass compilation and uh, upload it somewhere. <laughs> the hammock throw. <laughs> I couldn't believe that fucking worked. Yeah, he went flying. Why? Dude, the one that got me was when they fucking launched Wee Man and he landed in the middle on all the machinery. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> See, We're that's the one, Alex. That's the one. Backwards. Yeah, that's the one, Alex, where you, you should have used against me. It's just like talking about planning the things out. <laughs> no one thought to put like a pad in the middle. <laughs> oh, shit. Just hearing the bicycle bell ring before he goes into the Wile E. Coyote thing. I even I even like the the machine gun Kelly bit on the stationary bikes with the hands, just for the way that Steve says, "You may be younger, better looking, more talented, more athletic, but motherfucker, I can ride." <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like I just, MGK, but I like I, I to be like. 
Oh, go ahead. The, the best part of that bit is when he was flying, he's like, wait, was I supposed to pedal more or less? <laughs> <laughs> he just, like, like shivered. I thought your hand was my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, beautiful! I didn't expect dude. to get my feelings with it ending with the tribute to Ryan Dunn, but also I was quite tipsy at that point. Well, you know what? That was that, that was the first part of the movie that I that I stopped laughing at, but it was also they needed to do that because they didn't get a chance to do it on Jackass Three because he died after it. So if they hadn't had like a Dunn thing at the end, I think it would have been weird. So I'm no, glad that they didn't missed it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I guess people can't say that Bam Margera wasn't in it, so. Uh, <laughs> technically true statement because there was a, there was a bunch of people uh, on like Facebook comments that I remember seeing who were declaring that they would never watch it because it's not Jackass because it's not there's no Bam Margera and there's no Ryan Dunn so Jackass is effectively over and like I understand the perspective but I, I just disagree with it I just think that's wrong and also like it was two separate crews yeah the yeah crew they were just like would it, yeah, yeah they were like oh would it be jackass without uh steve-o and knoxville i'm just like no i guess it wouldn't be because they're more valuable to the crew than bam margero was and just to remind everyone how this journey for you started you watched the first one went i don't really get this this isn't that funny but there were certain segments i liked there were certain ones i liked. like oh, of course airhorn but for the most part i was just like yeah i don't know and you were like no 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 watch the second one so i watched it at work and I was like, oh, I think I'm getting it. By the end of the third one, I was the the biggest jackass fan on the East Coast. So, uh, dude, I can't wait for the Blu-ray set of this. <laughs> Fucking buying it's that. It's not the same without Rip Taylor. Right. You know, that's the one that they were missing. That's You know what? I think we would have enjoyed that, that final Vomitron skit more if they had fucking... I almost said James Corden. Uh, if, if they had Tim Dillon, if they had Tim Dillon come out at the end and be like, "Oh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, it's Jackass. We all know why we're here." <laughs> I mean, that was my divine voice. I don't know why. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. Uh, well, so much for. Do we have anything else to say about Jackass besides movie of the year? Incredible experience, beautiful. Everyone saying this is what we needed right now can suck my whole ass. Shut yeah, up. that. Okay. Stop pontificating, I, you dick. Yeah, dude, I've seen so many <laughs> things being like, it's an ode to failure, showing America it's okay to deal with your trauma. And I'm like, oh fuck off, shut up, it's, nerd. It's just spectacle. It's just like this. A, it's funny, and B, I'm never going to see anything like this again. Like I'm going to the zoo. You know, I, I get to see this sort of stuff, and it's funny and it's interesting. That's the fun of it. I don't overthink things and be like, you know, America needs to heal. Like, no, come on, don't do this to me. Look, everybody that said that is a fucking idiot and deserves to get a wedgie. But also, that's the most normal I felt in two years. Not even gonna bullshit. Like, it's the most normal thing that I've done in a long time. That was yeah. It also a great theater experience. I'm really glad that I went with you and Josh and my buddy Tamseed because I mean I've never laughed harder. I mean this is the this is the hardest I've laughed since that Batman episode that we did, Parker, (laughs) where I was physically (laughs) in pain from laughing. I there was had a lot a of yeah. all day today from laughing at that movie. It, we, I mean, there was so much pointing at the screen, you know. Just, <laughs> I, I hope that wasn't annoying, Alex and the Josh. I just wait, look. <laughs> I, impossible to annoy me during a jackass movie, yeah. dude. <laughs> oh man! Well, now on to the second funniest movie. Yeah. Moonfall, a movie I was not able to take notes on, but uh, 
Somehow I have a feeling that you guys got me on this one. So, Moonfall. I'm pretty sure we do. Moonfall, (laughs) directed by Roland Emmerich. Friend of the show. Yes, he is. Starring Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, Michael Pina, and Donald Sutherland still alive somehow. Yeah, I saw his name in the credits and went... He died five years ago. What the fuck? This was made for a hundred and forty million dollars. So oh, sick. How much is it made? <laughs> according Not to according to, Wikip- according to Wikipedia, only ten point five million. That must be China helping us out there. Absolutely. <laughs> Wait, there's a guy so, who play- There's a guy, an actor, not a character's name, an actor whose whose name is Frank Shorpion. That's pretty sick. Yeah, that fucking rules, Good dude. All right, well. Well, I went into this movie expecting, oh, it's a natural disaster movie about the moon going out of orbit. The opening scene. Yeah. <laughs> I is... could not have been less prepared for the giant CGI nanomachine monsters to attack the space station. I mean, we, we, you're going too fast. We have some things to discuss here. They're arguing about Toto's Africa. Whether it's Miss the Rains Down in Africa or Bless the Rains Down in Africa, which I guess is like one of those things, you know, or like like that fucking. No, it's uh, not. A, no it's absolutely, absolutely not. not. No, I, Nobody thinks that. I, it was 2011 in that scene. Uh, Just fucking Google it. Yeah. All, yeah, also, they're, they're NASA scientists. You think they would know this sort of thing. Uh, but anyway, also kind of interesting that they play this while they're above Florida instead of Africa. Oh, yeah, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, that would have been yeah. too on the nose, dude. Oh well, in that case, yeah, yeah, we wouldn't want this. To, we don't want this to turn into "Don't Look Up," uh, which we'll probably get to somehow. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, he gets attacked by I think it's just Aku from uh, Saber Eye Jack. <laughs> That's close That's... enough. Yeah. Anyway, uh, NASA, NASA fires him for discovering the secret of alien tech. And uh, that we got <laughs> everything about this is so fucking funny. Yeah. Like, we have the montage of like, oh look, hero space astronaut lands the space shuttle with no power, <laughs> and then not fifteen seconds later, it's disgraced loser banned from NASA. Yeah, <laughs> as his idiot kid who hates him is just watching the news on his laptop as they're moving out. Kid. Followed by the greatest scene where he's watching the press conference like, a shamed astronaut who sucks ass was fired. <laughs> and then his mom just walks in and goes, you're watching that again? Like, <laughs> it's like, that kid has a laptop. Dude, you're, or, you're not watching porn? You're not looking up jackass segments? What are you doing? Why would you want to see this You say Marky Player. I say NASA footage. <laughs> he's, just, he's just watching on loop his dad being shunned by NASA because he fucking hates his loser dad. Just watching him. his dad get fucking cucked by the media. All right, well, uh, this is uh, this is great because we get to see one of our main characters, KC Houseman, who uh, apparently has multiple jobs as a. Uh, I... I cannot believe the fat guy from Game of Thrones is in other things. Is like, that who that is? Oh, <laughs> like, all right, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I was a big fan of me in five years of the haircut. <laughs> Your beard would never be that short. All right, so he uh, he he hacks into uh, one of the what was it one of the NASA guys like things to talk to President Chile and like look up all this other stuff, and he really he feels like the guy from uh, Godzilla vs Kong. You know, 
He's like looking yeah, yeah, like stupid. Not a compliment. Somehow yeah. more realistic though. Like like this guy like you know he doesn't have a very good life and he's just leading his own group which I'm just going to call Moon Anon and uh, try to tell people exactly. that it's a superstructure and I remember him saying the moon is a superstructure I was thinking to myself oh yeah that does sound like a scientific term for uh, a planetoid or whatever yeah superstructure Fucking and then yeah oh mega structure <laughs> sorry mega structure right it's dumber than and then and, like he's selling all the kids that he's he's selling the kids it's a mega structure and I'm just like. Oh yeah, that sounds like you know, fucking. That sounds like an NASA term. And then I thought about it here then, in my notes. Big structure. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, that's the thing is, like, as I was thinking it through, it's just like, hey, wait a minute, structure. Someone structured this. Oh, this guy's an idiot. There's no way he'll be one of the main characters and also write. God, it rules because they he, they drop that. You're like, oh, that's funny. There's a bunch of like crazy people, and then like the third time he's talking about it, you start looking around like. This guy's in a lot of scenes. Yeah. <laughs> why, why would he spend so much time talking about this if he was wrong? You guys, hang on a second. Is, is the moon not real? So he decides he's going to go public. And he. This is like one of the wild things about this movie is this. It feels like a movie that watched Don't Look Up and went, nah. And he just. He, he gets famous on social media. Like people actually believe his shit on social media. Dude, there is. Zero chance that this dude of all dudes would go viral on Twitter. Exactly, like half a day. Exactly, <laughs> like, it's actually like the biggest logic leap in this yeah. movie. So <laughs> anybody would care about this fucking nerd and his yeah. numbers have to say. So part two of watching Don't Look Up and going Nah <laughs> is everyone panics and everyone believes the news about the moon falling <laughs> and the Earth being destroyed and people are actually worried. <laughs> it just reminded me they're talking about it in the NASA thing like Oh my God, the moon's out of orbit. Don't let that leave this room. And his phone buzzes with an alert that just says in all caps, MOON OUT OF ORBIT. <laughs> it really, that scene really reminded me, uh, this is probably a reference for like three people listening, but if anybody remembers what the cell phones on Dexter were like when someone was getting a call, when, like, it would just show the screen with like blank calling, pick up, yes, no. Like, <laughs> it's a fundamental misunderstanding yeah. of how people perceive technology. It's so good. Yeah. We try not to get too political on this show, but I have a feeling that like Donald Trump would watch that scene and be like, absolutely, that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> Between that... Like the next scene, Halle Berry dead asleep, and her caller ID just saying NASA, <laughs> fucking dying. <laughs> See, that led to like that was actually one of the few jokes that one of the on purpose jokes that I laughed at in this movie. By the way, this movie thinks it's funny. It is. Uh, it. Oh yeah, in, in some ways, yeah. The one joke that it tells on purpose that I actually laughed really hard at was the. Um, it's a scene where the conspiracy theorist guy calls NASA, and he gets the person who's working the fucking gift shop. <laughs> Look, two-thirds of this podcast laughed at Fuzz Aldrin. You don't have to yeah. figure uh, out who they are. <laughs> See, I thought, he, I thought he named his cat something else. I, I thought he named yeah. man. But, uh... <laughs> you know, I was gonna say it, but, you know, Joe Rogan has that beat covered, so... <laughs> uh, it would be heartbreaking if this episode were deleted. Yeah, by Spotify. Uh, so anyways, he finds out the moon's out of orbit, no one listens to him, so he looks at his SpaceX poster in his room and asks himself, what would Elon do? Uh, dude, <laughs> and those, then he tweets. I was so fucking... Do you think Elon's going to tweet about this movie? Do you think he's... Absolutely. 
in six months when he hears about it. Cause no, he's gonna he's not gonna tweet about it until he gets his limited edition. He's, oh my NFT, god, like dude, me. Alex, he's gonna he's gonna buy your NFT. He's gonna buy your Moonfall dude. NFT. Dude, so no bullshit. Like I showed you guys the screenshot of uh, when I was booking my ticket for the theater, and there was just single seats. Yeah, it was just like lines up sold. in the middle. <laughs> all of them were empty, dude. Every single one. Are you one serious? Fucking crypto dipshit buying oh a my god, that so he can rules. cash in on his moonfall empty. I like the idea, dude. I like the idea of him, of all those crypto bros, just cucking people out of the middle seat. It's so funny, dude. Just, it's just like take the front row. It's, fucking ass. It's just, it's just Moses parting the crypto sea. Everyone's been there except for that center row. Oh my god. Okay, Alex, you have to find a way to get. Elon specifically to buy your NFT. Then we get the money. Then we get the power. Then we get the studio. <laughs> I like this. Like I'll do what Elon would do. And then just went outside and accused the moon of wanting to fuck those kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, that was a that was a fucking one that uh, really got me. So this movie is different from Don't Look Up. Don't Look Up was satirical. It was sort of saying, hey, we should care about this sort of thing. Here are some bad jokes. Moonfall is grounded in hard science and scientific facts. And <laughs> Now, if Roland Emmerich is known for doing anything, it's making bad movies. But if he's known for doing anything else, it's also for like big destruction scenes like God, like Godzilla, like 2021, or... Uh, what was what was the other one he did? Um, fucking uh, Independence Day. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow. stuff like that. Yeah, take, your, take your fucking pick. Yeah, exactly. Just like, thank you. For, yeah, thank you for bringing up Godzilla because near the end, when the moon is like close to Earth, it's just peering over the mountains like a kaiju for like, yeah. the entire <laughs> third act of the movie. Like, it oh, really fuck, is. Here it comes again. Yeah, <laughs> the moon's here. Shit, gravity. <laughs> coming right for us all right so like you see a bunch of those scenes you're just like well this is just you know how they say about like an auteur is like you can look at one frame of their movie and know who directed it i guess you could say the same about roland emmerich because this feels like such a roland emmerich movie and here's the weirdest thing as i was watching i was thinking to myself is this his best movie (laughs) is this this the best thing that he's ever done (laughs) it's gotta be up there because, like, it's it's either this or Independence Day, and I'm the only one left on Earth who still doesn't like Independence Day very much. My movie fucking sucks. Yeah, it's not Oh, good. there we go. Thank you. Justified. Look, Moonfall is both a one-star and a five-star movie. Right. So, therefore, it's yeah. gotta be in the top three. I, I have to admit, so, like, as bad as it is, and... Oh, it's quite bad. Uh, it, it really does feel like... It, it almost feels satirical in a way, but not quite. It's almost like he takes a stupid idea and then leans into it. So weirdly enough, my, my letterbox review was actually going to be, and I might change it to this, uh, Roland Emmerich's The Happening. Because it really does feel... Remember when like The Happening came out, and then afterwards you hear M. Night Shyamalan say, uh, yeah, it was supposed to be a B-movie, you guys are taking it too seriously. I have a, yeah, I have a feeling... <laughs> I have a feeling that like Roland Emmerich actually went into this one like watching a bunch of 1950s sci-fi movies. You know the ones where they end with a, what has man wrought? Then the RKO picture players and everything, you're like, oh... That was the end of the giant scorpion movie. I have a feeling like he did that for this movie. It was just like, what if I just roll with it with like CGI? You know, see what happens. Well, you get Moonfall. Like, it really feels like it needs the opening from fucking uh, what was it, Plan Nine from Outer Space, ladies and gentlemen. Can you with can you bear the scientific facts that are about to unfold in this movie? What does man not know is the question. Are you ready for the moon to fall? And like. 
it, if it had that, like a little scientific thing, like in 2021, scientists discovered the moon. Would, I don't know something about the moon, and then it's like in 2022, man discovered the moon would not stay where it was forever. And it's like whatever, you know, do something like that. Uh, if you have that, it really feels more like one of those 1950s sci-fi movies. You know, Peter Cushing is there looking for a Yeti. Uh, speaking of Yetis... I will. I refuse to give Roland Emmerich the benefit of the doubt. I'm sorry. I, I I've just seen feel this like man's output. I'm not saying that he went into this with like, oh, we'll be so smart in like, you know, oh, look at me. I'm referencing this 1950s science movie. I have a feeling he like did that and also completely whiffed because <laughs> this movie's not good. Because like, so here's the thing. That's basically what Star Wars is. Star Wars... Episode 4, New Cope, that's just based on, like, those Commando Cody skits. It's, like, those uh, 1920 serials Shotgun. or whatever, you know? It's 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 just looking at that and being like, oh, what if we just do that? Same thing with Indiana Jones. And those movies are both really good. This is Moonfall. So Moonfall is about family, yes. and that's what makes it so powerful. Yeah, oh, God, the family. Because, boy, movie. everyone yeah. in this movie has a whole goddamn family you're going to follow around. Yeah. Hey, this movie's two hours, yeah. just so you know. Yeah, it, I it's like objectively hilarious that you know we have all of this like drama in space where there's aliens attacking the spaceship and they have to get there in time to stop the moon from falling and then we cut to fucking Michael Pena and his steps on fighting it's oh like guys God. what are oh, we doing shit. I always love to like a son who like I just saw a halo ring. Yeah. Can we cut back? Yeah, oh, we'll get, we'll get to the halo ring. Uh, we'll get to the other families too. That's how like. That's how you know it's a Roland Emmerich movie. If you were just flipping channels and this was halfway through, it, the second you were watching them in space and they just cut to three dipshits in a car on Earth, you're like, oh, okay, I know exactly who made this. Yep. It was either him or his fucking friend Duke Devlin. <laughs> it's one of the two. <laughs> Every god in one of the movies. We need more people. We need more emotional stakes. We need more like, guys. No, I don't need to know that he has a son that he wants to reconnect with. Uh, and aliens. It's, really, it's really crazy that everyone on Earth is going to die. But even worse, these specific people on Earth are going to die. Yeah, that's a very relevant. General, I thing. can't let you. I can't let you launch that nukes. My ex-wife is up there. Yeah. <laughs> Second hardest laugh I've had all weekend. Yeah. Dude, there there are a couple ones for me. I I laughed pretty hard when uh, Patrick Wilson, who's in this movie by the way, uh, tries to bribe the judge in a courthouse with a bicycle. <laughs> Also, Does he describe it as like a classic bike? <laughs> Did we need any of this? No. The fucking kid getting arrested and the stuff with the judge. And then like, ah, oh, I'll do anything you want. Get my loser son out of jail you know so what, he can meet me at the base. And then You know leave. what fucking sucks is it's Schrodinger's setup. I really thought that they were going to be like... It was going to lead to, like, a Fast and Furious sort of thing, where it's just like, oh, sorry. Uh, she, like, the girl, the, the Chinese girl, asked him, like, oh, do you uh, do you know how to start a car? And he's like, by the way, my license is revoked. And I was just like, oh, this is going to be fun. I thought this was going to be great. He's going to be running away from all the destruction and everything like that. Scene seven seconds long. I'm, I'm truly tickled that that's the second time on this podcast you mixed up Schrodinger and Chekhov. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I really do that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't, That's a real uh, me move to make. Don't buddy. you dare go over it. It's really no. Funny. I'm not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> Such a me mistake. I, you know, yeah, I know. I know. Oh, jeez. In case you're wondering, wait. Uh, Patrick Wilson and Halle Berry aren't Asian. Why is there just a random Asian girl that lives with her? Uh, just take a peep at those production companies. Yeah. You better believe we're shoehorning her in yeah, there. Yeah, you want to know? Oh, I'm just. I'm an exchange student who lives with you and will now rescue your son for you. 
Yeah. I, I, I like how, like, we, we get, like, the introduction where she's just living in Halle Berry's house. It's like, okay, cool, Halle Berry's a lesbian, representation and stuff. And then it's like, no, she's just some student that lives here. Doesn't really do anything. Oh, you like, got the Chinese cut and the American cut they kiss. Okay, so, anyway, I actually I actually thought that they were going to be doing some foreshadowing. So, there there is no French bashing in this movie, at least as far as I could tell. Wait for the director's cut. But uh, I really thought that they were going to go, like, Chinese bashing for a second. And even I was just like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Because, like, when uh, the Chinese babysitter says, uh, well, I'm an exchange student. Do you think they'll let me in? And Halle Berry's like, yeah, they should let you in. Like, there, there's a scene where they show <laughs> her face. They're not her <laughs> There's a scene where they show her face, and I was just like, are they going to go, like, 24, and she's going to be, like, a secret moon terrorist or something? <laughs> I really oh, thought that's, that was movie. what they were going to do. And I was like, are they going to do that? Are they fucking also, like, in cahoots with the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he set this up, you're like, okay, he meets her at the base, so clearly his kid's gonna go into space with him, and you have, like, the Armageddon moment. That's bad, but also a better movie. <laughs> he just breaks his son out of jail, he's like, man, that was crazy back there, huh? I gotta go to space now, go well, drive these strangers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way... Uh, go drive to Colorado now, see you never... Yeah, that shithead son, he, there's a moment in that movie... First of all, my, my biggest takeaway from this movie is every single character in this movie is extraordinarily stupid. Like, alarmingly so stupid. But especially the son. Oh, so, Patrick Wilson is going to go into outer space, which is, by the way, the actual coolest thing that anyone can do. And B... Blow up the moon with a remote bomb. An electric... Or EMP, right? He's gonna blow up the moon alien thing with an EMP. And save all of humanity. Second coolest thing a person can do. And his son's just like, I thought you hated NASA. This is bullshit. And just walks away. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? This is this is also... This comes after the scene where Halle Berry's like, do you want to go into outer space? Which, by the way, you just say yes. Doesn't matter what the circumstances are. And... And B, save all of humanity. And he literally says, I have things to do. <laughs> everyone's point is like, ah, oh, we'll just go to Colorado. We'll be safe there. <laughs> that's everyone's that's, plan. That's closer to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> like, the moon is, like, coming at them like fucking Jason Voorhees. It's launching debris in the mountains. They're like, huh, let's get inside this tunnel. These caves never collapse. Isn't the, isn't the whole going what to Colorado this? thing, isn't that what fucking, uh, isn't that what, like, Ben Shapiro said? Because it's like the, because the sea waves are, like, right, because sea levels are rising. <laughs> it's the only way for him to get close to the moon. <laughs> Down here. Excuse me. Have you ever seen your name? Fucked up in your gravitational pull, SpongeBob. Imagine, hypothetically, uh, a heavenly body, and it's nowhere near me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I really want to talk about this scene. I want to talk about the moon, the Moonanon uh, convention. Uh, he goes to this hotel to set it up. By the way, he says free bagels on the advertisement, and I could hear Alex next to me in spirit going. I was to understand there would be punch and pie. <laughs> More people will come and be telling me have punch and pie. <laughs> if, hey, if anyone who knows me knows where, if any of these meetings are happening and if there are bagels, please reach out. I will 100% go. So, like, he's... All I want to do with my free time. So he's presenting his information there, and they're doing, like, jokes that aren't really working. Like, we have the best and brightest mind here. And it's just, like, a bunch of, like, trailer park people and also the guy from Duck Dynasty. And, uh... There's, you know, he's like showing all this stuff. If you look at the the wallpaper pattern, uh, it's the same wallpaper pattern from The Shining, 
And I thought I was losing my mind because yeah. I just watched that this week. It was very clearly The Shining. And I was like, is this like because Stanley Kubrick faked the moon landing? Is, is that what they're doing? Oh my god, he might be onto something. Dude, oh, you guys... Oh, you're talking about the bad version of The Shining. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not the real version of The Shining oh. like I watched. Oh. And I believed it. Yeah, I mean, I saw it too. Yeah, this is your favorite. So No Game of Games this week. Well, uh... After he presents, oh yeah, there's that guy who's just like, oh, uh, fucking, I don't know. He brings up like a JFK assassination sort of thing. I was like, man, that's not funny somehow. How did you ruin that? Uh, also, yeah, for all the scenes of this, like, this very clearly designated comic relief character, uh, all these scenes with his, uh, with his uh, dementia mom. It was just like, man, why are we showing all this? I don't need this character to be Liz all this. Yeah. Cut, cut, cut. This movie's two well, hours. Well, she comes back, so apparently the scene is super important. <laughs> it made me think of the fucking <laughs> scene in South Park where they go up on the alien ship and it just keeps taking the different forms to get their attention. <laughs> <laughs> so Halle Taco Berry... Farty yeah. ice cream. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, so Halle Berry becomes uh, king of NASA. And uh, she... <laughs> <laughs> this thing is so good. Because that's the right response. He just sees, like, the, the track, the moon's eyes, like, well, here's my card, see you, you fucking deal with it. He just gives her his fucking key card and leaves. Good luck, like, I have kicked the man. game. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was banging your mom there for a second. Yeah. And now, you are banging her. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we'll be here in uh, three hours. Damn shit's crazy. Yeah. Hey, you might need this. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. We'll save you a seat in the bunker. No, we won't. Okay, so uh, she she gets the security clearance, and she's like, well, I guess I may as well learn more about this, right? And so she goes to meet zombie uh, Donald Sutherland, and she learns... Honestly, dude, this is... I was borderline offended by this. Uh, this is borderline almost as offended as, as I was during Transformers 5. When they said that Harriet Tubman helped the Transformers on the Underground Railroad. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. Yeah. February's going great for us. Yeah, exactly. So this is a scene where we learned that Apollo 11 actually discovered alien life forms on the moon. <laughs> if you just have just fucking... footage from his helmet, it's just Venom's backstory. I know. It's so <laughs> It fucking sounds like... By the way, Donald Sutherland in this scene, he just looks like that... He was, was a King King Theoden, I guess, from uh, The Lord of the Rings of Two Towers. <laughs> you have no power here. <laughs> NASA so will never have a black woman king. <laughs> it's genuinely so funny that our introductory to this character is him pulling out the gun to shoot himself. Yeah. Like, man, talk about taking the stakes away from yeah. this. By the way, the way that she gains power... I've been sitting here to read this file, and he just loads one in the chamber. (laughs) (laughs) I have some work waiting for me on my desk. Yes, we know. (laughs) We have eyes. Thank you, Roland. She tells him... He's always playing to the international audiences. You gotta make that 110 back somehow. I... (laughs) So, uh, one of the things that I often ask myself while I'm watching a movie like this is, uh, which guy would I be? And for me, the answer is clearly whoever spray-painted Fuck the Moon on the space shuttle. <laughs> oh my god, thank you so much. Thank you for acknowledging that. 100%, like, the world's ending. I have, like, three days to get to fucking Colorado. Let me go down to the space museum and do some vandalism. <laughs> So, uh, 
Halle Berry's genius intellect son, who can't act, uh, is asked about oh like the space shuttles. He's like, aren't they all in the museums? And she's like, that's a great idea. And I really thought they were just going to launch a space shuttle out of a museum, like shaking all the dinosaur bones and everything. Better movie. Like it was a fuck. Like it's fucking Wallace and Gromit leaving their fucking brownstone to go to the moon for cheese. <laughs> this is where what we meet her ex husband, the insert military commander guy. Yeah. Who every line read is so needlessly intense. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> fucking he's Bob Boxbody over his here kid on the phone. He's just, I miss you. I have to understand. Like, Holy shit, I will always love you. I will always miss you. And it's like the moon hasn't even fallen yet. You need to give him some time. Put put my son on the phone. How's my little slugger doing? <laughs> Holy <laughs> fucking shit. And people the sun's like, thank you. No, hang on, let me get it. Since, uh, fucking... Thank you, Dad. Where's Mommy? I was going with Michael Pena's adopted son. Like, the entire... All the kids in this movie are fucking terrible actors. <laughs> Mommy's on in space now. Oh, oh. Be safe. Like, what? That's the end of the scene? Okay. Swear to be, son. Swear to be that you'll stay safe. I swear. Swear to me! (laughs) Ready for the bed. Yeah, what happens next year? Uh, Well, oh, I could talk. I guess we should talk about them going to the moon on one engine. An hour later. Jesus Christ. It's, it is a very Roland Emmerich thing to make a movie for $140 billion and only afford five people. <laughs> Can we talk about how the engine gets disabled? How does the engine get disabled? I don't remember. By a moonquake. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> it, how could I forget? That was like one of my favorite brief scenes where they were like, oh, it's a gravity wave was coming through. I was like... That's a fucking Metroid weapon. And, uh, it's, and, and then it shows like the two scientist guys hopping into the helicopter. <laughs> I was like, that's a really I, nice <laughs> subtle scene that they had. Oh. One, one thing that I respect about this movie is that the science seems so fucking dumb that it's like plausibly real. Yeah, exactly. It, it actually is a great example of going all the way back around the circle. Because when you're telling me, oh no, no, we'll wait till the moon's close so its gravity <laughs> pulls the space shuttle into space, it's like, that's idiotic. But also, maybe. It, it, this, has, this has the same fucking feeling as like, uh, Parker, this is especially for you. The behind the scenes of Ghostbusters 2016 where they went up to real scientists and asked about the real science of ghosts. You know, just like it sounds like a fucking Zach Baggins bit. I think yeah. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, if, if I could tell us something. Sorry, if I could just do this uh, really quick. Oh, absolutely. It's it's it feels like Roland Emmerich went up to real scientists and be like, "What if the moon fell?" And he just expected them to give an answer. They'd be like, "I don't know, earthquake or something." It wouldn't. Yeah, but what if? Yeah, it what if did? it did? What if I made a movie and I paid you like five hundred dollars right now to tell me what if it fell? Unless you as a consultant on the movie. Do you want to be my mood consultant? Yeah. Uh, yes. well, the tides, I will get some charts. Well, the tides would be <laughs> fucked. He's like, hmm. Okay. Uh, Parker, what'd you write down? What if there were specific? nanomachines? <laughs> um, this ve- this exact quote from Always Sunny, in which uh, Charlie starts talking about how stars are formed, and Mac responds, That doesn't sound right, but I don't know enough about stars to dispute it. <laughs> That's my take on all of the science in this movie. Like, That's perfect. This all sounds like bullshit, yeah. but like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe a scientist wrote that. I don't fucking know. 
Well, it's all sound. They're, they're able to go into the space with only three people piloting it. I really thought you needed someone in a booth to press a button or something. But apparently you can just turn a key and just go. It's uh, NASA propaganda. Dude. I wouldn't know, man. I didn't work for NASA. Like these people did somehow. Uh, and they decide, hey, let's bring the fat guy with us. You know, need some laughs. God, go to the moon. Damn it. Um, God, I, we all knew he was going. Oh, but 100%. the second they say it, you're like, fuck. Damn when it. They, when they told him to suit up and there wasn't a gag about how there wasn't one that would fit him. I was <laughs> yeah, really in what upset. world is this fucking suit fitting him? Yeah, exactly. Sure nothing to the to the moon. either. All right, well... <laughs> Uh, just he would have just fucking tried to get the nano machines to suck his dick. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's also so death. here's like where we are in the movie. For all the people who are like, is there a plot to this movie? Well, sort of. The idea here is that uh, Patrick Wilson, Halle Berry, and the Fat Boy are going into outer space <laughs> to launch an EMP that will destroy the alien swarm hybrid nanobots Aku from Samurai Jack. Meanwhile, the United States military has a better idea. They're going to launch a whole bunch of nukes at the moon and kill all of humanity. <laughs> that's a fucking Austin Powers joke. And that's like the B-plot is we gotta get to Colorado to get closer to the moon so my stepdad doesn't nuke the fucking moon. And Halle Berry makes a good point. She's like, what about like the nuclear fallout and the sort of stuff like that? You know, like it would probably kill everyone. And his only response is, nukes? What nukes? We don't need any stinking nukes. What's going on here? And meanwhile, was, they're just was like, yeah. Piccolo not available? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really does feel like one of those. It, this also feels like that he watched uh, Don't Look Up, but this time he was just like, ooh, crib that. You know? Like, it, it feels like one of those, like, really stupid ideas. It's just like, what would this even accomplish? It's just stupid. Uh, but they do it. And, uh, or they try to, and, uh, he is, he is, uh, stopped at the last second because he, his ex-wife is up there. <laughs> I did like the one general telling him, yeah, but my real wife is down here. <laughs> he pulls a gun on a general and won't put in his key to launch the nukes and goes, sir, my ex-wife is on the moon. <laughs> How do you get that line of straight? Not a hydroxylator. That's <laughs> no. The, the fucking the, the thing is, there's army guys in there. You have to think at least one of them is packing. You have to think one of them is just like, yeah, two in the skull right here. He's holding uh, the no, key. The one guy with the gun. Yeah. How did he know? <laughs> so I believe in my ex-wife. She's never let me down. Yeah, yeah it When they go deep into the moon, deep inside the moon's <laughs> rundle. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I, they go so deep in that moon, it looks like they're about to come out the other side. The look on my face as he gets more and more metallic, and you realize, like, oh my god, yeah, he was we're really gonna fucking go with this. Just, just as a uh, as a brief segue into that, I do feel it is important to call attention to the fact that the reason that they almost die in space is because the fat guy was taking space selfies. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the nanobots sensed the technology. <laughs> they, they sensed the gram. <laughs> the bot. It was all a misunderstanding. They were just trying to get in the frame. They were trying to photobomb them. What if Yo, bro, are you posting tech? cringe? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he has to destroy his phone. We show it. Yes. 
<laughs> all of them. Show all of them. <laughs> I really thought that he was going to poop his spacesuit like Preston Lacey. <laughs> Man, better movie. <laughs> God, just imagine if Preston Lacey was in this movie instead. I mean, this guy looks a lot like Zach Holmes right off the bat. <laughs> Somehow less fuckable Stavros. Anyway... Uh, yeah, dude. He's even got the fucked up teeth like stuff. He does, <laughs> it's yeah. uncanny. Well, he's British. He has an excuse. So, uh, yeah, they, they get in there and they go deep inside the moon's grundle. It turns out there's a lot of metallic stuff. And uh, then he comes across, like, a memory of his son and stuff. And I'm like, are we trying to do, like, a, a Space Odyssey 2001? What's going on here? Then they're like, No. Did you ever play the game Halo Combat Evolved? And it literally just shows the Halo structure. That's what it's called, right, Parker? Just Halo? Yeah, they're just giant yeah, Halo It's just rings. Halo. It's, it can't be anything else. Yeah, it's very specifically Halo. And I, I, I think I just put, like, I, I thought I was going to write something down. I was like, hey, this guy looks like Halo. Oh, it's just, it actually is Halo. <laughs> like, if they had, this was our planet, we called it Reach. And I was like, come on, you can't just fucking do that. <laughs> and uh, The scene with him talking to the giant AI thing was magnificent. Yeah, which, by the way, uh, it was great specifically because, like, I wrote it down and I was just like, oh, this is specifically for Parker. I know he likes Halo. This will be funny. And then the scene uh, goes on to, I think, very, very ineptly try to rip off I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, completely yes. missing the point of that story. And uh, just being like, yeah, what if the computer was bad, isn't it? And uh, it just goes after I them. I cannot believe it's... <laughs> oh, it's the year 45 trillion BC and we all live in space. But your phone is bad. <laughs> they all get eaten. <laughs> That's not even the best part of the scene. The best part of the scene is that he's hearing this story from... A good computer. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the good computer. You can't even credibly say that technology is bad when it's like, oh no no, just that technology. Yeah, we're the good guys. Yeah, this is this is the good computer without the virus. Uh, like, it, it, what's incredible? Oh, good. It, it kind of feels to me like I don't even know if they're trying to send a message necessarily, just because it's so muddled and uh, probably for the best. Because whenever Roland Emmerich tries to send a message, it's really really bad. <laughs> If you take the entire scene, don't change a word of the dialogue, but just have Randy Marsh deliver it to Stan. <laughs> it has the exact... You don't have to change the inflection, the phrase, anything. Just, so Stan, your ancestors lived hundreds of millions of years ago, <laughs> deep in space. <laughs> it's, it's fucking perfect. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And it's like five minutes of uninterrupted exposition of shit we will never, ever see again. Your ancestors sacrificed themselves to rebuild humanity. Dude, I look at humanity right now, and I'm just like, oh, losing gamble right there. <laughs> Stand these Ata, as you call them. <laughs> anyway, th it just becomes like actual video game logic because their bomb levels up and uh, is now good enough to destroy the uh, alien species nanobots spawn. And... Uh, the uh, the fat boy sacrifices himself, which was supposed to be a moment. But man, get on with it. See, because if I, if it was me, it. I would have been like, "Oh, you got it. Okay. Oh, great. Thanks. Because great. Because I actually have a family. Because people like me. Yeah. Like all you say is like, you guys have kids. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> see, it's like, what am I gonna if do? I'm in the situation, that works just gonna be shuffling the feet, looking like. So 
so are you gonna get in there or yeah or what that's the thing it's like if they had brought a gun to be like hey guess where you're going <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, it's all the way in the back there yeah yeah right back there closer, real closer. <laughs> put the snake in <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate you Jeff and then get fired off into space so he blows himself up <laughs> fucking nuking the aliens just leaving a bear behind inside the moon yeah <laughs> <laughs> nano machines and honey <laughs> salmon I salmon oh yeah also Michael Pena dies due to lack of oxygen I forgot to mention this scene shout out to the little girl going <laughs> left right left right. like reading off cue cards for left and right hey yo Captain Jack oh okay <laughs> her dad just fucking dies she gets to her family like when did you see him last I don't know You've got to fucking figure this out, kid. I... Where is your dad? <laughs> Look, it was all worth it for the scene where the dude gets pinned under a tree. And, and then, then the go, moon... No, 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 yeah. wait for the moon. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> fucking the, the Chinese exchange suit, she's just like, the moon will help us. <laughs> then it does. And he fucking benches it off, which, by the way, that has to feel like a moment. That has to feel like Arnold is looking over you, spotting you, saying, come on, one more rep. And he's just going, <laughs> By the way, the he, fucking heroic restraint on Roland Emmerich's part not to have uh, the Chinese babysitter kiss uh, the fail son on the mouth. I really thought that was coming at like six different moments. For it. Yeah, and I also wanted it. I love that like the explosion happens. The moon that's like, it's touching the top of the mountains. Like, it's colliding with Earth and it's like, oh, it's dead now. And it just flies back into space. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> seconds notice this the whole movie the whole sound design of this movie is just like you ever like go to a theater and you're watching there's like a quiet moment and then you hear like a rumble from the adjacent theater yeah that's this movie is playing there the whole time <laughs> there, 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 there the were more moments and i could hear it there were more so moments vividly. of fucking boom in this than an inception <laughs> it's so it's so good that we've just talked about all of these things going on in this stupid movie about how humanity is going to get wiped out by the alien moon and we didn't even get to bring up the recurring thugs that keep robbing. Oh, I forgot about them. Fucking... <laughs> Who are these guys? Are these like the Walking Dead guys or something? Dude, it's like the fucking. <laughs> it's like the greasers from Cat Dog. They just keep showing up everywhere. <laughs> oh, I can't top that one. That's... The fucking moon fighting sentient AI nanomachines and just got to oh be having for the oxygen tank land fuck the, the fucking goblins the, the green gets goblins so it's like oh be having the O's too <laughs> like, oh remember my... that time the moon fell to earth oh sorry I was in goblin mode that year <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop thinking about the little dog from cat dog being like hey get over the oxygen <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you fucking hit on that one, dude. That, feel, that feels like that. that feels like Parker referencing the the fucking Great Expectation episode of. Uh, <laughs> dude, you were laughing. Oh, <laughs> Again, it was Pip, not Butters. Same thing. <laughs> Those dogs going flying into the air and colliding and exploding. It's <laughs> like when he. It's like when Cat Dog got caught in the the street sweeper. 
Mare Rabbit, you can't mook the, n- <laughs> <laughs> nuke the moon. Nuke the moon. There we go. I'm leaving that one in. Cutting it so you sound like a dumbass. Uh, yeah. I like that, like, Evil Eric the CGI them. looks pretty good, all things considered. And they yeah, get to it's... the car chase, and it looks like a rear-projected movie from the 50s. Dude, you, okay, so like, here's the one. just cut that whole scene. I don't know if you saw this one. I know Alex and I did. It looks like Train to Busan 2. It looks like Peninsula in that scene. Cool. Remember how, like, Peninsula had, like, <laughs> really shitty CGI for that final chase? That's what the final chase looks like in uh, Peninsula. It looks like this, the Moonfall chase. Which, by the way, what was this supposed to be? Adver- which vehicle was this advertising? Because this was clearly an advertisement for one of the vehicles, and they just decided not to name drop it. Because oh, like, I just assume it's a China car. It might have been. Maybe in like the China version, they'll be like the they'll speak Chinese or something. I'm not going to do a Rosie O'Donnell for that. And like, because Michael Payne is just like, oh, check it out. I'm going to do a hyperdrive. It just puts in like four wheel drive. And it was just like this feels like a car commercial. They're just showing like the motherfucker oh, was driving a Volvo, dude. It was a Volvo. I didn't know what it <laughs> was. So, yeah. yeah, something. like I think that. it was. Yeah. It, see, because like I couldn't see the logo. I was like looking for the logo. I think I missed it because of all the snow or something. But like that that was that was absolutely like product placement. That was they were trying to do something there. Honestly, might have been oh, a you Chinese. Buy this cool hatchback that you'd fit in nine. I think that's. I mean, that's exactly what they're trying to do. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, I still have the wiki page open for the greaser dogs. It's <laughs> taken over my this whole fucking Can we, thing. Alright, how about we talk about the fail sense mom be like, did you just rob those guys? And be like, are you fucking kidding me right now? The moon's falling. Thanks for the help from the car, mom. <laughs> Super great job. By the way, I'm yeah, driving. I'm a criminal. I was in jail yesterday. You fucking dick. The, the same mom who tries to abandon her children to go look for Michael Peno just because he has that sweet, sweet dick. <laughs> Which, by the way, okay, so here's the thing about Michael Pena. Where did he get his start, and how do we go back in time to do the uh, Alfred, uh, to do the uh, Adolf Hitler as a baby thing and just assassinate that movie Dude, so he doesn't I, become a thing? I laughed so hard when I when I read earlier today that that role was originally supposed to be played by Stanley Tucci. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Oh, my God. Holy guacamole. I know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I think I think his uh, I I think his claim to fame was Crash. Hate to see either it. that or World Trade. When Center. will that movie ever stop paying dividends? I was, I was gonna say he was definitely in the World Trade. Yeah, Center. he was in World Trade Page. Center. Yes, <laughs> the same one with Luis Gomez. They are different. So, uh, oh wait, no, the different one. Sorry. That was nine eleven. Was Luis Gomez one? going to say the guy from sometimes they team up with cat dog (laughs) against the rancid rabbit you say (laughs) is that what he's called thank you villains wiki (laughs) rancid rabbit is like the he's got to be like a villain alter ego of mayor rabbit because his name is mayor rabbit i wish i did not remember that well you know who's to say next week's episode if there's a cat dog movie, <laughs> a season of cat dog, an entire season of ca- I'm not doing that. I'm fucking all right. It's like, so anyway, yeah. <laughs> Dogs sold his mud wrestling pit so he could buy cat a loofah and yeah. <laughs> and the cat sold the mud wrestling pit so he could buy the moon. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine fucking cat buying Alex's NFT to give to dog? <laughs> oh my god. I was thinking about one of Cat Dog being a crypto bro and the other one hating crypto for like the last like two minutes and I couldn't figure out how to work it in. I, I, I'm, I can hear their voices in my head and I'm trying not to do an impression because I think it'd go disastrously. Non-fungible treats. Just gonna triple underline that, work that in later. Let's get this voice. 
Let's get this cheddar. Hey, boys, you hear about the PD babies? Winslow! <laughs> <laughs> so the moon doesn't fall. It goes back where it belongs, and uh, the world's covered in snow, so uh, this is the precursor to Snowpiercer, I guess. And uh, now it just looks like the Death Star floating yeah. in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. It's so ominous yeah. back there. Like, we'll so like a little reminder we'll that uh, thing things around. are good now. And I want to talk about the sequel tease here, because fucking it's uh the fat boy and he's in space looking at the memory of his mother and she's like well it's time to get started and it feels like what moonfall too and i just realized like they're going to try to repopulate the moon and he's going to fuck a memory of his mom because you know that guy is mom pilled like the movie ends with the sentient AI telling him oh we we scanned your consciousness you're a part of the moon now which is the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. See, I was wondering about that, though, was like, would it actually be scary? Because I assume that, like, his body is dead, so he's just, like, is he just a hologram? Or are they going to put, like, the consciousness into, like, a robot or something? I don't know. Exist in the moon for billions of years I assume he can fucking turn it off every once in a while, you know? Look, I'm, I'm just picturing him flying into the white dwarf in the center of the moon while making the, the fucking mini-me noise when he goes flying off into space. <laughs> you know, it's nice that we watched two movies this week with white dwarfs. You motherfucker. Copyright, Chris Field, 2022. <laughs> so I, I actually... So here's the thing is, like, I have a feeling he wouldn't be stuck on the moon because, like, if the moon has all that technology, if the moon can create a, uh, a recreation of the EMP plus one, uh, then surely he can create his own craft to get back to Earth. And I guess he'd put his, uh, his mind, his consciousness, into a robot that probably lost a couple hundred pounds or something. And that way he could yeah, get back to Earth. so smart, why didn't just make a giant stone giant? Then explosion? he can go all the way back... <laughs> He could go all the way back to Earth and pick up Fuzz Aldrin and return to the moon. Do you mean go for the first time? Giant John Wilkes Booth. I haven't thought of that in so fucking long. <laughs> Turn around, say it again! <laughs> Walks up and casually shoots. <laughs> the end of the whole. Thing. Don't break my butt. Yeah. Oh, well, Moonfall. Uh, oh my god! What a picture, dude. One of the uh, one of the better movies that we'll be seeing. It, it really does feel like a movie that's like tailor made for us in a way. You know, like definitely a good bad. Definitely like one of those movies where it's like you put it on and it's like. I don't know if, like, eminently watchable, watchable is, like, really the word I'd use here. Because, like, it's it really is too long. There are too many moments where you just, like, get on with it, go to space. And uh, that being said, once they get into space, man, I'm having a really good time. Look, it, oh, it's... Go oh, you're good. It's absolutely wonderful that <laughs> Roland Emmerich has that M. Night energy, where no matter how many dog shit movies he makes in a row, people are going to keep writing him checks. So, like... It doesn't even matter that no one else is going to see this. We're going to get another stupid-ass Roland Emmerich movie in, like, three years. I'm so excited. Thank you to all of our friends at Tencent for making this possible. Yeah. The real MVPs. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy I saw this in the theater. Yes. It wouldn't be the same at home. Oh, absolutely. But also, yeah. if I was watching it at home, every time it cut to the family, I could have just gone to the bathroom. I would have just, like, I would have been pausing it a lot just to take more notes. 
Because I felt if I looked away for even a second of this one, I was going to miss another stupid moment. I if this was straight been playing to DVD, phone games the whole time. 100%. If this was straight to DVD, this would have been a four-hour episode. Because right, I yeah. would have paused a hundred times. I would have been quoting so many different lines. Because there are so many quotable lines here that we didn't even bother to do. Uh, but we did hit on some of them, I'll tell you that much. Uh, I Again, I can't get over it. He tries to bribe a cop with a bike. I just... I can't get over the fact that Halle Berry is 55. Uh, that's actually a good point. She she is approaching, that, like, fucking... genuinely unbelievable. Is, it's Jennifer Aniston, Paul Rudd, and Halle Berry somehow looks better than both of them. I, I like, legit, well, like, like while Rudd. I was watching it, like, I knew it was Halle Berry, but I was like, that has to be somebody that just looks like her. Right. They must have done, like, the Irishman de-aging or something. There's I, no fucking I way. thought maybe but, they did that. No, it turns out she's just eternally gorgeous, so... Yeah. Black Don't Crack, happy... Day. Uh, <laughs> it's time. It is time now. Is it really? Is it time for... It might be. I could do it. I, I, I mean, my suggestions are that and Armageddon, so... Armageddon's like three hours. One of those movies is yeah. just three hours long. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Alright, well... Well... So much for Die Another Day. That's the tea, sis.